This is Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor and today I am speaking with Irish musician Neve Regan. Her new EP In The Meantime has just been released and this follows on from one of 2020's best albums, Hemet. Um, Neve, how are you getting on? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Rob? Sure, I'm not too bad. I'm getting, I have a bit of a tickle in my throat, so I apologise now if I sound a bit nasally or I cough during our interview. I don't. That's not meant as any sort of a signal. It's just meant that I'm a bit chesty. Um, <laughs> that's the way. That's the way. <laughs> um, right, so, come here. Let's talk about, in the meantime, new EP. Yeah. This comes on the back of an album. Now, normally artists go from a kind of, they go from an EP to an album yes but you've gone the other way why is that well I guess um I released the album Hemet um back in 2020 during lockdown um so I felt like I almost had to wait a year to even go on tour with it and um didn't get kind of the full whack or the immediate um live performances um like I would have liked so I was like, I just took the time. Um, and in that time waiting, I, I wrote this EP, um, all lockdown motivated, um, you know, so it has themes of like just being stuck at home, um, staring at the walls, kind of feeling frustrated. And I didn't want that to be on my next album. I, I didn't want to be in that headspace. So this is kind of like in the meantime, um, that kind of space in between before the second album. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we were you very mindful of, Look, there's been a lot of lockdown records, uh, and I mean that as in some have just been recorded in lockdown, some have been written about lockdown, and you know some are good, some are not so good. But that that's kind of besides the point. But you didn't want to get stuck into producing an isolation record, is that exactly? It? That's exactly okay. it. And like I was lucky enough um, to be able to work with session musicians and produce with others. Like there was gaps where we could actually play together and. Um, record it. It wasn't all in isolation or all online, but I definitely, um, I didn't want to be in that head frame because I think we are all sick of talking about it. And um, I was like, I could do four songs and then I'm, I'm moving on or I'm not going to write until uh, the world feels a little bit lighter. But then, you know, um, the world might never feel <laughs> light is what I'm learning. So, um, yeah, I'm in the thick of it now, writing um, the second album, but I feel really, really grateful to have been able to release something in between, um, just buying time, really, and making sure that my album, the second album, isn't just a copy of the first one that I actually, um, I hope I don't sound too arty here, but like evolve. Do you know what I mean? My sound, I want to evolve my sound, and you can't do that just um, in a year. I don't think you have to live a little bit, so I'm hoping that my second album there'll be a bit more life lived um, something yeah. to say <laughs> oh yeah well I mean I wouldn't put yourself down but I can understand why you, you don't want to just release Hemet too exactly I can, I can I understand really don't that don't want yeah. to do that yeah, yeah. So, okay. okay even yeah. though Hemet is, is an excellent album by the way which I, I oh, would normally save yeah. that comment until the end of the interview but I'll say it to you now just so <laughs> we get off on the right oh, foot I, I wasn't <laughs> being down on it I love I love every song on Hemet it's just I just I want to move into a different mind frame for the second one so yeah okay yeah <laughs> well before we move on from talking about the EP I'd, I'd just like to ask you a little bit about the, the, the latest single Late Nights and the, sure. the, there's a video went up for that there last week so I, I was going to ask you what the inspiration for that song was but I think you've kind of answered it <laughs> probably in a roundabout way but I guess Late Nights was um, I wanted something 
because you know we couldn't go out or do anything like that but it was actually a moment of reflection for all of us I suppose just being like um you know that one line is the late nights taking its toll on on your body you know that kind of sense of just kind of getting older and being like actually I do like being at home and watching some Netflix and being with the ones I love and not you know being out and about but then now that we can do that I'm all for it again but when I was in lockdown that was the inspiration of trying to just take pause and then just kind of feeling frustrated so that's that's the inspiration behind it but it was really funny because it was only after I saw Robin Byrne who did the choreography and danced in this video that we released last week that I really felt like it all came together um and I don't like explaining I'm explaining songs too too much because i think it kind of takes away from what maybe somebody got from it and i didn't know yep they got them, so. no i i can un- I, I can understand where you're coming from with that because it's it's just like kind of revealing the secret sauce if you know what i mean uh, <laughs> or, or telling how the sausage gets made like you know if you know like and also it, it it allows a listener like me or whoever to kind of project what they want onto yeah. the song yeah that's what yeah. all songs should be i think or art form it's like it's for the the consumer of it, whoever is listening, you know, mm. it's theirs. Once you've put it out there, it's not yours anymore. Uh, it is. It is still yours, though. Ah, uh, but yeah. it's, that's the beauty of sharing it. You know what I mean? That you you move on from it because you give yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a big difference of when you're playing it in your bedroom, and then once it's out there and you're on stage doing it, it feels a lot more like you're ready to give it to somebody else. Yeah. Um, I I admire the production on the song and and actually across the whole in the meantime EP as well. Um, I right, so I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to say something to you, and I mean it as a compliment. Uh, I like I found late nights to be quite a simple song, and I genuinely mm-hmm. mean that as a compliment. Um, oh, I love the so kind simple. of yeah, but I love that there's a kind of a spring reverb guitar line that's constant all the way through it. There's 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 that kick beat, a very subtle kick beat mm-hmm. in the background it's just pulling you along all the way and there's lots of these kind of little it is subtle noises going off in the background there's like a little synth pad and I was listening to it on headphones there actually just before we, we spoke and there's like oh a little kind of springy guitar thing going off <laughs> on the left hand side um, and, and it almost sounds like is there a trumpet doubling a guitar line or, or something yeah, like that so- in there as well um, Late Nights was actually, it was the last one that we released because it was my least favourite. Um, because for that very reason, I thought it was too simple because the actual instrumental is all unison. And it was kind yeah. of funny when we were in the studio, we we're having the crack and we were kind of just saying, you know, it almost sounded like a primary school thing. But like we were having fun when we were playing it. So it's um, two trombone lines, guitar playing exactly in unison, which is, you know, for music nerds, that sounds like a no-go. Why would you do that? It's it's like ridiculous. You know, you've, and like uh, that springy guitar and the splash of sparkle is all down to Jake Curran. Um, he's just a fantastic guitar player, so tasteful. Um, and he, he kind of brought some of those um, light ideas and things just to kind of, as you said, if you have headphones, you're like, oh, what was that kind of like? You know, if you're listening, he's mm. he's an amazing musician. But all the production is really down to Alex Borwick, who played the trombone. And he's um, a New Zealand um, producer based in Ireland now for years. And he actually produced my last album as well. So we've had a great relationship when it comes to um, push and pull, you know, of ideas. Because once it was mastered, I was like, oh, I don't know if that works, even though we had great fun in the studio. And then my manager and the other lads in the band were just like, no, no, just go with it. It's done now and it is good. You have to trust it. 
Yeah, it it is a piece of time. So yeah, I'm glad it, I, I mean, of of the tracks in the uh, on the EP, I think it's my favorite one. Oh. Uh, and and I, I I I don't know why. It's just I, that or the the duet you do with Kieran Lavery uh, at the end. Um, you know, but I don't know. It's funny you mentioned that about the kind of the all played in unison because. As I was listening to it, I, I kind of get this kind of almost trad vibe to it. You know where it, it, there's a kind of like an A and a B part, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, here comes the B part, off we go. Uh, and but there's something lovely about it. I think maybe it's just the simplicity of it that just is is very appealing. What I found was um, sometimes the simpler the beat and the simpler the melody, the more you want to move your body or dance to something. Like it's easier to find your space to move to. And I don't write dance music, but it's something I'm always interested in. Um, So I think sometimes pairing it back and not having too much going on, while also having two trombone lines going on is a fun fun place to experiment. So I'm glad glad you like that part. Yeah, and and the video. Now I've only seen the video once, uh, and like you talked about uh, the the dancer and the movement throughout it. I, I know I've only seen it once. I don't see you in the video at all. No, uh, Jesus no. Christ! You, no, you, weren't, like, you, you weren't tempted no. to stick yourself into it. Maybe do jazz hands at the end or anything. No, <laughs> little cameo at the end. No, I have two left feet, and I, I like I hate even taking photos or anything like that. I'm just I definitely am. Um, not um, destined for that kind of stuff. I'm, I have a face for radio. Um, uh, so I just like doing the music. So um, Robin is just, and Laura Sheeran, who um, directed it and did the video of it all. Um, they're just geniuses. They're just really, really, there's so many creative people here in Ireland that, you know, I'm only discovering. They're just so good. So definitely yeah. check out the rest of their stuff. Do you enjoy collaborating with others? Yeah, I think that's the whole fun of it, isn't it? Like as in, I love writing a piece in isolation and then uh, opening it up with somebody else being like, how can we make this sound not like, like it just makes you um, go into a different room with your sound. And I think that's really important just to keep your own interest in it. So I really love collaboration or getting in the studio with other people who come from different genre backgrounds as well. I think that's one of my favorite things to do. Has anything ever changed dramatically for you? through a collaboration? Um, I suppose the biggest transformation that I've ever like experienced was on my first album and it was the second song, um, Worried About You. Um, that started just totally very stripped back piano and it just went into, like I just totally trusted the producer, Alex, and we it, it sounds totally different. There's so many mechanical sounds and buzzing and it's uncomfortable in places and I loved it. And that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for somebody saying, trust me, and let's let's get let's get a bit weirder with it, you know. And like, that's what I feel like I'm learning to do as I get older. Is like, don't be afraid to get a bit weirder. Don't um, you don't have to do what people expect you to do with it with, within reason, not being too pretentious about it, you know. But like, um, yeah, that's what I love about collaboration. Gets you out of your comfort zone. Okay, so. Y- you mentioned there about your producer, Alex Borwick. Sorry, Alex Borwick. So you said he's he's from New Zealand, is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because as I listen to your music, you know, the EP and Hemet as well, I get a very kind of an American vibe to it. And what, what I mean by that is, uh, like, I'm hearing things like the tone of Gillian Welsh or the, or, or the kind of the words of Gillian Welsh or, or there's a lot of, I hear a lot of kind of Amy Mann type production in there sometimes where you've got layered vocals um, 
you know, now maybe I'm projecting, or I'm sure I am projecting what I hear on that, and maybe I'm actually being reductive in listing a couple of female artists there Not because I'm all. speaking with a female artist. <laughs> but no, 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 no. But uh, you know, like, like okay, okay. Well, yes, yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure Amy Mann and Gillian Welch are, are, you know, complimented as well to be associated with Neve Regan. Um, who, who are your musical touchstones? Hmm. This seems to change all the time, like like everyone else. Um, the more the more contemporary side of things of recent, I think Sharon Van Eaton would have been a huge inspiration. Um, Julia Jacqueline, um, Phoebe Bridgers. When I was doing the first album, I was yeah. mad for it. And like you said, something about um, like I was double tracking everything vocally, and that's a very Phoebe Bridgers indie alternative whatever the genre you put that folk um I was doing a lot of that that I ne- I needed to actually pair it back because it's so much fun um double tracking that I had to be like oh this isn't tasteful anymore um but yeah like so I would have been influenced an awful lot from that kind of indie folk um movement there the past five years and th- it's predominantly female artists um that are in that from who I'm listening to anyway yeah. um but before that like I grew up all with trad, um, playing trad, um, like idolizing bands like Fluke and Can and Loud. They were kind of what I was listening to when I was like 18 to 20. And then I kind of was like always listening to songwriters, but, um, you know, Tom Waits, Joni Mitchell, all that growing up too. But Tom Waits was the only one that I, I always kept coming back to um, for like, um, references and just kind of to ground you like he's just such a good songwriter when you when you listen to the the vast like just it's so crazy different all his different albums and yeah. his different chapters and it's just like it's it's really really stunning so I suppose I haven't really answered your question I'm just talking but I've no. listed out a few artists there that would I felt like are the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing so. no but you're painting a picture as to I suppose what's informing the musical palette that we hear on on a on an Eve Regan record, you know, and it was funny actually. I've I actually had Phoebe Bridgers written down there as well. I said I better not say that because because kind of everyone says that to a female artist, Phoebe Bridgers, because she's great. Know, well, she is great. Like I mean, yeah. there's no argument there, but it's a bit. Yeah. It's it's like kind of saying uh, Bob Dylan or the Beatles or something like that. You know, it's she, almost you, yeah. You know, she's she, so she, fake now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or or you talking to a guitar band in Ireland and you mentioned Fontaine's DC or something like that because it, it they're just ubiquitous at the moment. Uh, but they're they're also ubiquitous and they're very very good. So and but the there's same a with reason Bridges. why they are. That's the mm. thing, and I think it's um, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing when people compare you to different things or be like, oh, did that inspire you at all? Because like it must have. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, so I think it's really nice. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's just talk a little bit about about your 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 debut album Hemet. Um So that came out in twenty twenty. Now yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be one hundred percent straight with you. I did. I was not familiar with your music until I saw you listed on the Choice Music Prize. Uh, now, so I came out in late twenty twenty, if I remember correctly. Am I right September, about that? September, yeah. Okay, September twenty twenty. Yeah. So in an ideal world, I might have seen you perform at a music festival or something throughout the summer of 2020, which uh, didn't happen. Okay, so there you go. Um, <laughs> right, now, I'm, I'm very glad that you were put on the list because uh, it made me sit up and listen to, to, to your stuff, right? Um, h- how did it feel for you, though, as an artist, with your debut album 
to be on the list alongside some some fabulous records from other Irish acts. It was a bit surreal, to be honest. Like that, that was definitely not on the the bucket list for the first album. You know what I mean? Like um, it obviously it was always on a bucket list, but I yeah. had no expectations. And um, I like I've said it a million times. I I genuinely didn't expect it. Like I I knew I was going to put out the best album I could in the time, but. Like I was, so, I was learning everything still in the studio. Like it was, is my first rodeo. Do you know what I mean? I had done an EP before, um, but like it was incredibly like just guitar, a few synths and vocal, like nothing big band, no, you know. But I invested as much as I could into this album, and honestly, I, I I'm so glad I did. And if I don't think I would have gotten the choice thing, and uh, nomination if it wasn't for like. Maybe the fact that lockdown was happening and, you know, there wasn't as much distractions and people were kind of hungry for new artists and had the time to be listening. Like, it's all down to timing, I think, when music comes out. And um, I think I just got very lucky. It could have gone either way, you know, like as in it came out in lockdown and could have gone totally nowhere. Um, so I just I think luck was on my side and. Yeah, it's really helped me, I think. The amount of people who have listened to my music because of it um, is definitely something I don't take for granted. So, yeah. yeah, but but as you said earlier, though, you didn't get to tour it. Yeah, which must like have been... Two years uh, later, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we got there in the end, November 2021, we got we got the full tour in and it was the first, it was the first headline tour I've ever done with the full band. So that was some experience just, you know, it was kind of crazy to think that I hadn't done it yet. Um, uh, and having the choice thing, it felt wrong. It felt like I was doing it wrong, you know? Um, no, so, no. so um, yeah, it was, it was, it was good. So, mm -hmm. so this is uh, Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor. I'm in conversation with Neve Regan. Uh, her new EP in the meantime is out now. And we've just been speaking about her debut album, Hemet, that came out in 2020. Uh, they're both excellent. You should pick them up immediately, uh, buy them. Uh, I know Hemet is available on physical. Is In the meantime, are there physical copies of that available? Yeah, there's or is about it... 100 copies left. Um, we just did a limited edition of um, the EPs and it's on Bandcamp. So just CDs, no vinyl. So a few hard copies <laughs> maybe you could do a, a, a vinyl kind of special pack of uh, you know an A and a B side A could be the first EP and B could be in the meantime that's a great idea she's going to take notes of this <laughs> there you go now, right. <laughs> and I, I, I'll only charge you a, a very small commission um, <laughs> Neve. so am I correct in saying that uh, you're originally from Galway yeah you're correct yeah uh, East Galway the, the nuts not the lovely scenic Connemara and the thing. Okay. the Midlands. Okay, because Galway's <laughs> such a big county. You know, I go up there quite a bit. I mean, I'm based in Waterford. My wife is from Mayo. So we, we would we would go up there. Well, we did in the past. We, we still do, but uh, quite a bit. Um, and like, you'd be driving through Galway for a long time, you know. <laughs> uh, it's a long, it's, it's a big county. Galway would have a reputation as being a kind of very bohemian, very, very arts friendly, uh, certainly the city uh, and anywhere yeah. I've been in Galway is true as well. Um, what kind of a formative musical experience did you have growing up? I mean, when did you, how old were you when you got into music or were you always into music? Um, I was always into music because my family were um, always into music. Like I, I started like every rural child in Ireland on the tin whistle at five. And I, I loved it. Like I was obsessed. Um, 
that I was getting extra lessons and everything by six. I just loved it so much and then went on to flute. Um, and I grew up in Kyothas and Kaylee bands and group Kyoths and like hardcore trad background. And um, then as, you know, I got into my teens, started learning the guitar and piano and started writing songs, just kind of the natural story of you learn an accompaniment is- instrument and you start putting angsty teenager lyrics over them, you know, and I'm really glad I did. And um, then I suppose to go back to Galway, like it's such, as you said, it is a really art friendly transient town well it's like it's a student town you know so there's always a bunch of new new heads flowing in and out and it's it's just a good scene and like there was um the Roisin Dove it's always been a massive hub uh Mm. for the open mic nights like that's been going for years like I remember um that's where I kind of first got brave enough to go up and sing uh, a song on my own and stuff and it's like I I owe a lot to them um just having that every Sunday they're open for anyone willing to brave it. And I think that's where a lot of songwriters start, you know. So um, go with that. Yeah, go is a great town for, for music. Just talking about the open mic nights, because yeah. they, like they haven't been around for a while, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I often think about, like when I first started playing, I haven't played in a long while, but it's 100 years ago. But, you know, the old, I used to go around to a lot of open mic nights all over the country because yeah. it was a kind of a place where, look, I only have to do five songs. I don't have to do, mm-hmm. you know, a 40 minute set or anything like that or, or three songs. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was a good place to kind of cut your teeth and also to hear other musicians. That's what I really liked about it. Oh, it's um, such a great, it's such a great thing for like people starting out trying to air the new songs or trying to read the room or you just learn so much from those nights. And I think people can snub them sometimes being like, oh, the open mic and you'll have Wonderwall or it won't be fun. But like, that's nonsense. Like, where where do all the, the young songwriters start, you know? Yeah. And it's like, I love them. I think they're so important for cities. Um, yeah. and even big towns you know so yeah. yeah so I was going to ask you like were there any venues or cafes or bars or clubs or where you cut your teeth I think you've just kind of answered that really the, the Roisin Dove I suppose was yeah. the main one and then um, later on after I finished college and kind of was floating a little bit um, I the Black Gate was a great venue and um, they gave me every second support slot they could to kind of get me going and to warm up and just kind of, and they were the ones that um, set up a label and everything to bring out my my debut album. So Father King and all the lads in there, um, they're all Inish Boffin um, fellas and they just wow. have such a passion for uh, music and all things culture, like as in, because it was Blackgate Cultural Centre um, and they're just they're just so great and i i have so much to thank them for my kind of the transition into professional because i never thought in in my life would i be able to be living in dublin working as an artist and being able to pay rent you know so that's yeah. all down to a few people giving me the slots and believing in the songs so yeah so the, the black gate uh Cultural Centre. Sorry, where, I, I'm not familiar with it now. So where is that? So it's is on it? Francis Street um, in Galway. But oh, it's I in Galway, think, yeah. Yeah, it's in Galway City. And I do think they're actually moving buildings soon. I'm not 100% sure with that, so I don't know if I should be saying that on air. But okay. um, they're still going strong. Like they're organising gorgeous um, gorgeous gigs in the McLally Theatre. And they they're just, they have their fingers and everything. And... Um, yeah, they're 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 really important. I think to the Galway 
cultural fabric of getting things done and the Inishbop and Arts Festival and all that stuff. It's great, yeah. Uh, Sorry, you, I waffle an awful lot when I think about them because they're just so <laughs> no, <it's> just, <laughs> so <fun. laughs> waffle away. Uh, I'm not complaining at all. Like it's it's wonderful. You you can hear that there's genuine enthusiasm in your voice for these things. You know, oh. I don't I don't I don't hear it as a kind of a platitude. Like you, it's not like listen listen to the Oscars where I must thank these people. You feel <laughs> I I can feel a genuine kind of warmth from you with it, even though we are talking via computer screen. If you know what I mean. <laughs> We're an emotional now. <laughs> an emotional computer screen yeah yeah, yeah for sure it's definitely a genuine um because i think a lot of um what's gotten me here is genuine friendship with people that are mad and just getting people going in the arts and if it wasn't for a few people kind of making that extra effort um you know we mightn't be hearing lots of music that's around today so yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. amen to that yeah. um Neve, you're going to be performing in the Southeast very, very soon. Uh, you're going to be playing on the 10th of April as part of the April Sound Series in Kilkenny. Uh, you're in the Medieval Mile Museum uh, alongside uh, Gary O'Neill is going to be uh, playing support with you that night. What can we expect from that show? So um, I guess you can expect the full EP and the full album. Um, I'm just going to... Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to playing them. The Medieval Mile Museum, I've never played there before. Um, and it looks beautiful from what I, I gather, um, what I've seen. And um, that's kind of, it's going to be an intimate show, but um, I'm going to give it socks all the same. And I'm sure um, Gary will as well. Gary O'Neill just put out new music and I'm a big fan um, of his music. And it, that's going to be a delight as well. It's always really great to be teamed up with something that you actually want to hear as well do you know so yeah. that would be fun and I think Tony Clayton is going to be doing MC on the day and um, I love his takes on albums and reviews I've learned so much about music even just reading his reviews so it'll be great to actually hear what he, he's going to um, say or just meet him so and I'm sure anyone that reads the music reviews would be interested in that too just kind of see the person behind it <laughs> and and Neve, are you doing that on your own or are you are you playing with a band or two it's going to be solo it's going to be an intimate solo gig um but um yeah I, I think it's, it's going to be great excellent excellent yeah. uh, and tickets for that are available from Rollercoaster Records in Kilkenny uh, and uh, the important thing as well is that all the proceeds are going to the Irish Red Cross and to UNICEF as well so I mean yeah I mean look I know it It can kind of sound again like a platitude saying it is amazing but it kind of is because all, all of the April Sounds gigs there's the, and there's a, there's a number of them on I see Alva Reddy is doing one the same day as well um, there's, there's lots of people uh, performing you know I, I think it is important that there are lights shined on these things and, and people are trying to do something positive yeah and I think it's it's an easy way of being like okay we can do something this weekend um, enjoy yourselves and actually help out without you know having to to strain your brain too much it's going to these really reliable great sources that are going to directly help um the people in ukraine who are in ukraine or out of ukraine whatever the situation may be for mm. um you know and i'm just super um proud to be a part of it and happy to help in any way i can when because i don't know what to do but play music so this is a way to 
but uh, yeah, I'm really glad April Sam's asked me to be a part of it and that um, Kilkenny is such a great town to actually host this, you know what I mean, during the weekend. So yeah, hopefully some people will come on down and um, it'll be a good weekend. Uh, they will, I can guarantee it will be great. Um, I've one last question for you. Yeah. And I suppose I was just trying to think of, imagine there was a young musician listening to this uh, a girl or a guy kind of starting out maybe, maybe they're a teenager maybe they're kind of that person picking up the guitar for the first time or they're maybe exploring songwriting or, or something like that or a piano yeah. or maybe a laptop or, or whatever it might be what bit of unsolicited advice would you give them? Um, I, I hesitate to give advice to anyone because you just have to live the life you want to the way you want to live it but um, I musically I would say um, get to as many open mics and get to know as many people that are doing the same thing as you or want to be doing the same thing and enjoy it. And also not to put on blinders or anything, but like there will be people who might kind of not make fun of you, but might doubt your path or might doubt your, you know, your first offerings as a songwriter and just to keep going because you're doing it for yourself. And that's only where the good songs come out of, like when you're writing for yourself and then trusting yourself to keep going. That's that's what I would tell myself because I definitely had moments of where I was like, oh, this is stupid or they're going to laugh. But no, it's music. And if you believe in it, that's all that matters. So yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, have fun. That's a wonderful piece of advice. I remember reading a, a, a book oh, years and years and years ago. I think it was about David Bowie. And um, he said he got a bit, bit of advice from uh, Keith Richards. And it was, uh, never play with your wallet in your pocket because it looks stupid. Oh, wow. <laughs> so there you go. There's a guy thinking, okay. That's a good takeaway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and I've also noticed that. I, I've been watching the kind of musicians for years and going, yeah, you never see anyone with a wallet in their pocket. So, I never thought about it, but now yeah. I'm going to be looking out for it. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever play with a wallet in your pocket? Jeez, I don't think I have. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty desperate as well where I just have the card in my pocket I don't even have a wallet I just have the card on the go I'd like to travel light <laughs> there you go <laughs> excellent excellent um, Niamh Regan thank you so much for speaking with me today I, I genuinely do appreciate it uh, the, the album in the me- or, sorry the EP in the meantime it's out now uh, the album Hemet is uh, also available uh, and there's still physical copies of that available are there? There is, yeah, on vinyl and CD. So, um, on a vinyl yeah. and CD, you should definitely pick up a copy because it's excellent to listen. Uh, you will be performing on the 10th of April, uh, 2022, in uh, the Medieval Mile Museum in Kilkenny as part of April Sounds. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to have many more gigs lined up over the next while as well. And if somebody wanted to find out more about you, where should they go? Uh just go to my website if you'd like, www.neveregan.com or any of the social media handles. Uh, you'd find the information there too. Um, thanks so much, Rob, for having me. I really enjoyed the chat. No bother. Well, as I said, uh, the, the pleasure genuinely was mine. It's lovely to speak with you. And uh, Touchwood, we'll catch you live at some stage in the not too distant future. Thanks.